AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. It is a post-Vikings day, a dark day indeed in Minnesota. And Michael Broadcorp is kind enough to join us today to talk about what exactly happened in Green Bay yesterday. Hey, Michael, how are you, my friend? Are you doing okay? I'm getting by. I'm getting by. It's a mixed bag today. It's certainly going to be a mixed bag today. Let's let's talk how positive first. The, the Vikings overall that entire game absolutely I can't remember the last time they went into Green Bay and dominated the Packers as much as they did yesterday. It was great to see. It was great to see. Um they went in, you know, Cousins and the team just did great. Defense did great. Yeah. Uh it was a solid performance and we were on a good trajectory to come out of there with a lot of momentum. One of the things that you and I have been talking about the last few weeks, Matt, is in the NFC North is making sure that the Vikings, there was a, we were wishing and hoping and praying that they would come out of this game with Green Bay being four and four. That's where they came. Um, but unfortunately in that last quarter, we had some challenges that are going to be really career, really, really going to be season altering. But it was a, there was a lot of promise in that game, a lot in the defense. Um, and a lot of just overall play that had a lot of Minnesotans feeling good about this team, particularly where they started the day in terms of their, in terms of their ranking and where they ended it. They are now four and four. They are uh, uh, Detroit plays tonight. They are two games as of right now out of first place. Um, and uh, we'll see what Detroit does tonight, but the Vikings could either be still two out or they could be one game out of first place. Uh, by the end of by the end of tonight, but we'll see. But there's other heartbreaking news that came out of Green Bay today, or well, yesterday. Excuse me. Well, and it should be noted that if you know, and we are basically halfway through the season. Um, if the, the season ended today, we are actually a playoff team. We are the seventh seed. Yes, and so that that's the case. Uh, so I mean, most people in Minneapolis know Minneapolis St. Paul know this now. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, moves, takes the ball, walks back, just catches something. Something happened, and he immediately kind of went down. His uh, he had tore his Achilles tendon, um, of an incredibly serious. It has been confirmed. It is a torn Achilles, and he his season is now done. Uh, because yeah, it's going to take you know basically a year to come back from this. You know, let me just say a couple of things. I think that we have been so so on Kirk Cousins uh, most of this most of the season, and most of we've been talking. But ultimately, there's this. This guy is a huge part of this team. He is revered by his fellow teammates, loved and adored, and he's been a leader on the team. And I just got to say, um, it's just tough today. And, and, and I think a lot of people, and maybe a little bit of me included, have to be you know, wondering today, uh, we didn't know how good we had it until he was gone. And it's sad to see him leave this way. It's sad to see him be out for the season. He's a good player. He's been a strong player, too. Uh, rarely missed a game. I think he missed a game. One game he missed because of COVID, but he's been, re- been injury-free um, all throughout his career. And just, just to put out where he was, he was leading the league with 18 passing touchdowns. This is at the time of the injury. He was leading the league with 18 passing touchdowns, second in passing yards, and third in overall passer rating. And so... On a, from a numbers standpoint, he was delivering as good as nearly any other quarterback in the NFL. There are other, you know, issues with the Vikings, but Kirk Cousins was there. He's going to be missed, and it's tough to see it happen. It's just really debilitating for Vikings fans, but most importantly, just hope and pray that Kirk Cousins uh, 
is going to be okay and that his, that his football career is not over with. The last touchdown he threw to Addison was a thing of beauty. He put it into a window about a foot wide at, at 30 yards and Addison, that was right after the the, the interception, and it was the, the quick hit. And it was such a pretty pass. I, I say this not because I want to you know, put salt into wounds, but to make your point is that, you know, Kirk Cousins, as much as a lot of people vilified him, was truly actually has been and has been one of the better quarterbacks in the league for years. It just is that... You know, it's it's always been the point for some reason he came into town and there has always been this element of hate on Kirk Cousins. But the reality is the guy had an insane amount of talent. And as I think you're seeing now, a lot of people who are vilifying him are all of a sudden now blubbering because they all of a sudden realize the guy that they say they hated. Well, he, he was actually their best chance at getting into the playoffs and, and making a, a run there. He's had 171 touchdowns, 55 INTs with the Vikings, 23,265 yards, uh, yards per game, 264, 67%, uh, 67.9 completion percentage. The numbers are there. You are right in saying that, and, and I would include myself in, in some of that category, that he just weren't always sold on him. But the numbers are there, the stats are there, and uh, I tell you, uh, I miss him today, mm-hmm. and I miss him today. And uh, it's going to be tough. We'll see where the Vikings go. Number of number of number number of ideas and concepts out there as to where they go, and we'll see what happens. But this is a tough, a tough position to fill now for the Vikings, and this is not where we expected to be. But again, I just hope that uh, Cousins is able to come back, and and I hope he's not. I honestly. I hope he's not done with the Vikings. Well, and and let me put, I'm going to really put the sports helmet on you today. All right. Okay, so Cousins you know his contract was going to end at the end of this year. Um he's not and he's going to be a free agent. Clearly the Vikings are not going to sign him now through the end of this year. I think his best bet to stay in the league is probably the Vikings. I don't see I mean I don't see anyone else going out there. He was looking at probably a fairly substantial payday. Now he's probably going to be looking at a short-term contract for for less than he was going to be getting. Do you feel as if the Vikings will try to bring him back? I mean, obviously a lot of it hinges on his recovery, but if he does recover, I mean, do you think that there's going to be an intent by the Vikings to bring him back into the fold or is this kind of a time for them to sit back and not look for a band-aid, but look for a, a, a complete replacement. I think it's the job of the Minnesota Vikings is to win a Super Bowl, and that's what the, the fans of Minnesota need, want, and deserve. And so, I think it's tough to see a scenario by which he comes back. I completely agree with your analysis that if he comes back in the NFL, the clearest path is with the Vikings. I think he wants to be here. Yeah, and. I think that if there is loyalty in NFL organizations, although it is a business, I think um, he's earned the opportunity to come back and be a Viking. But I just, you know, that's honestly above my pay grade. I just don't know. I can see it from both sides. But boy, oh boy, that last touchdown was pretty at Green Bay. And for him to, you know, suffer that type of injury. And at this time, it's never a good time to have that type of injury. But in terms of where he was in his career, in terms of his contract, I do believe 
with your with your assessment that if he comes back, I think it's logical that he comes back to the Vikings, but I don't know if he does. Jaron Hall, we are basically doing what a lot of people are doing. They're like, who the heck is our backup? A uh, kid from BYU, um, uh, number 16. He Here is, I'm going to give you, I am going to find a silver lining here. This kid went in completely not expecting to go into this game. He goes up against one of our divisional rivals on the road. He still goes three for th- four of the passes he threw. He did get sacked, not his fault. That was the, the line failed there. But he... Didn't look bad. Now, very tiny margin here. What is your thoughts on Jaron Hall? Is this one of those cases where, you know, if 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 the coaching staff has some faith in this kid, understanding there's going to be a learning curve, do you throw him into the the, the fray and let him go as opposed to bring someone in from outside the organization? I think the I think the smart play for the Vikings is to just to work on him and to have him go there and to, and to stick with him. You know, there's a lot of talk. Here's the thing. I just, you know, Vikings fans have high expectations. Every NFL team does. But, you know, we're in Minnesota. We have high expectations. We want to see the Vikings win. We want to see the Vikings succeed. And we want to see them produce. And so it's going to be tough. As you know, pointed out, we're halfway during the season. It's, we're 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, we're four, it's halfway during the season. We're 4-4. Four and four. We're back. We battled back to 500 after starting 0-3. And so there's a lot of Vikings fans who want this, want the energy and enthusiasm to continue. I, I don't, I mean, so I think, you know, I saw, you know, Kevin O'Connell today made, made statements about, uh, you know, didn't commit, didn't commit to going to that direction. I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of uh, interest about the fact of whether they bring someone into play. One thing I do I want to point out is if I've had a number of people DM me and talk about Case Keenum, I just have to tell you, if one more person doesn't, I'm going to change my phone number. <laughs> if one more person sends me a text about Case Keenum, I just have to tell you, and Kevin O'Connell uh, made a statement that uh, his phone has been, his phone has been going off the hook and he's been reading some bizarre kind of theory, uh, suggestions that he's been receiving on his phone too. I just don't think going back to Case Keenum is where the Vikings should go. Uh, Kevin O'Connell said today, you wouldn't believe some of the things on my cell phone I've received over the last 24 hours. Uh, I've had grown adults send me text messages saying, "We Case Keenum, Case Keenum, Case Keenum. I just don't think that's where, uh, that's the stability that this, the, this team needs right now. And I think even if you work within the confines of who's on the roster right now, I think that's more of a stable decision than bringing someone in just for four or five games, I mean, just for the remaining, you know, uh, seven, eight games uh, where we're at and trying to limp into the playoffs. I just don't know that that's a way in which, I just don't know if that's what the Vikings need right now and what's best for the organization. Bringing someone in, limping in for the last uh, seven games here and hoping that you can bandage this team back together. I just don't know if that's right for the Vikings. Well, What's and, your take? Well, and okay. My thought process on this is if, if you're going to bring in somebody, you're looking for a Band-Aid. You know, as you, yeah. and I, you and I can attest. Okay, so there's some quarterbacks coming into the draft next year. You're not going to... Um, you're not going to get them. There's 15 teams currently worse than us, and they're not going to oblige us by getting five wins. So, you know, you're probably going to finish out of of draft contention there to get one of those quarterbacks. But once again, for every Peyton Manning, there's a Ryan Leaf. So you got to be careful with that. So you you have to yeah. look at what's around. If you're not going to go with the, the, the this kid that we've got from BYU, then 
I think you have to look around. I've had Cam Newton mentioned. I've had uh, uh, Wentz mentioned. I, you know, it, and I got something to ask you here because this is where it gets. There is a political element to this. I, I made the point. I said, you know, if you, I, I my first hope is I actually do hope they stay in house because you know then they can evaluate. Do do you spend a trade to move up in the draft to get one of these guys? See what you got in Hall right. and, and and go with that. That's kind of my first hope that they do. Because I'm a little bit wary of where you go, but I would say this is that considering you're looking at a band-aid, most of these guys are going to want. They know, you know that uh, that Kirk Cousins is probably not going to be back next year. Their agents are going to be demanding a year and a half contract, not a one a half year contract. They're going to be wanting a lot of money, especially in that second year. I suggested if he's healthy, you should be calling. And I I, I say this about calling everyone, Colin Kaepernick. I say you give him a call. Has he been working out? Has he been healthy? Because there's a guy you could get pretty cheap if he's ready to go. They went yeah, nuts. I mean, the, they the, went nuts. The question, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and the question right now is is who can play? And again, yeah, exactly. I think we're kind of landing. I think we're kind of landing at the same point, which is that anyone you bring in is a band aid. And what's best for the organization is the remaining seven games of this season. Um, is it better just to work within the confines of what we have? Is it better to win? You know, is it better to work through those seven games with, with the, the talent we have on the team right now, with the roster that we have to try to evaluate and get us into a position where we can evaluate for next season? It's just tough, man. It's yeah. tough because you, 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 you are, we're halfway through the season. The Vikings are four and four. They started off 0 and three. They've battled back to four and four. They're exactly where we wanted them to be when we were going to, when we kind of, th- when we were back a few weeks, we're like, if they can beat a four and four, if they can get back to 50 50, we're cooking with gas, we're ready to go. And to have this happen now, we'll see. I just think I've never been a, I've never been a, a fan of an NFL team in another city. So I don't know. But I just have a difficult time thinking that the Vikings fan, the Vikings fan base, is ready for the season to be over with. No, Meaning I, I, that that we're going to have to work with it. It may be better for the long term, and I think we're kind of both on the same page that working within the boundaries of the roster is the right play. But then you got to figure, we got seven games left. we got seven games left in, in, in this season, and that's seven more weeks. That's to, that's to January where we're going to have to be playing and we're going to be putting ultimately – a subpar product out on the field. That's just tough for the Vikings base. And you got to give them a lot of hope. You got to give them a lot of hope. And I wonder in that scenario, if we go through seven seat, we go through that, you know, we, maybe we make the playoffs, maybe we don't. But if at the end of that kind of seven games of struggle, I wonder what the reception will be amongst the fan base, amongst the team. If what we was at the end of that is Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. That's the tough situation that he's in. Yeah. And everyone's in right now. Well, and I and I agree with you. You know, if you do go a Band-Aid route, you can't do one that basically is a two-year commitment and it's going to cost you a lot of money. So, you know, it, it, there's and that doesn't give you a lot of hope. That's why I think you stay in-house. Here's the good news about let, – let's let's find, once again, a silver lining here. If you do want to go with the, the Hall and keep him in-house, you got a slate of four games here, which really will be a good slate to evaluate him in. At Falcons, host the Saints – at Broncos, host the Bears. Those are your next four games. Um, you, you know, it's you got you've got. If, if when's Jefferson supposed to be back? Do we know? 
uh, potentially next week. Yeah. And so you're going to have Addison Jefferson, KJ Osborne, uh, TJ. Um, you know, they've got a wide receiver core. You can really, with the quality of receivers, you can really dumb down the playlist to a point. And if the if the kid can do any kind of read and check off and look at different receivers, these are the four teams to do it with. You give them a chance and let's see what happens. Oh, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We're coming into a soft part of our schedule right now. We still have to face the Lions twice. Yes. Depending on what happens tonight, that that I mean, every game in in the every game with our division rival is is, is critical to to making the playoffs. But we're coming in. We've we've gone through the the toughest part of our schedule. Aside from those two line games, there's a lot of opportunity here, and and particularly with Jefferson coming back, we'll see. I I just this is again. I hate to be uh, as much as I've I've sat and dreamed about being a part of the Vikings uh, management and organizational staff and, and and coaching staff to try to to try to work some magic there. They're in a tough spot right now. They're really in a tough spot, and again. I just, you know, I hope Kirk Cousins uh, is, recovers. I hope there's an opportunity for him in the NFL to play because, boy, as someone who was sometimes hard on him, um, I'm, I regret some of that, and I, uh, I hope to see him again in a Vikings uniform because he is, uh, he is, the numbers are there, the leadership was there, and things were clicking yesterday in Green Bay. Things were clicking in Lambeau Field, and it was tough to see. Uh, here's the good news too, by the way, uh, with those next four games, the fifth week afterwards are bye week. So you basically give them the four weeks, then you got the bye week, then you can determine what you want to do. But yeah, we'll have to see. Don't I? The team is pretty loaded. The defense looked really good yesterday. Uh, oh, they did. Yeah, they did. And 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 boy, did boy did the Green Bay Packers. I did. I don't know if you read the Yahoo Sports uh, takedown on how they they I they said that that, that the love tra- the draft was the worst decision they've ever made. And I'm like, wow, that's a that's pretty harsh. Uh, but uh, overall, we can feel we can feel pretty good about that win yesterday. As tough as we have it, someone always has it worse. Yes. And it's good to know that Green Bay has it worse today. That's all I got to say. It's good to know that Green Bay has the worst. Next Monday, uh, we'll check in with you after at Atlanta. That's our next game. So we'll check in you a week from uh, today, okay? One per- one question. So yeah. it is, do they bring someone in? I think, I, I think you give, uh, unless this kid, this Hall kid looks atrocious against Atlanta, and then maybe atrocious against Saint, the, the, the New Orleans Saints, unless he looks absolutely just outmanned, outgunned. He looks like love yesterday. If he looks like love yesterday, then yes. Before you get to that Denver or the Denver Broncos game in three weeks, you have to bring someone in. Yep, I agree with you. All right, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Michael Broadcorp. Uh, usually our politics guy, but he is our Vikings correspondent through the year week, and obviously. If you've looked at any news outlet here in the Twin Cities, it's the number one story going on. Kirk Cousins going down yesterday after the Achilles injury. We'll take a break. Come on back. Wrap up the show for a Monday. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.